Ghost with Wise Wolf Tarot, and you're listening to Out of the Broom Closet. Welcome to Episode 3. Today's episode is Paganism, Wicca, and Witchcraft, Definitions and Explanations. So I wanted to get into the definitions of paganism, Wicca, and witchcraft, all for a very specific reason. Now, it's quite frequent that when you tell someone you're pagan, they assume that you're Wiccan. That's not always the case. So I've had to explain to people kind of what the difference is between Wicca and paganism. And the easiest way to explain it is that all Wiccans are pagan, but not all pagans are Wiccan. And the reason for that is Paganism is an umbrella term that covers most polytheistic religions. So to pull from Google, which is the modern day dictionary, uh, the definition of paganism is a religion other than one of the main world religions, specifically a non-Christian or pre-Christian religion. Also, a modern religious movement incorporating beliefs or practices from outside the main world religions, especially nature worship. Now, I will say that most pagan religions that I am aware of, because I don't know everything, guys, I'll be the first one to tell you. Most pagan religions that I'm aware of do have a level of nature worship in them because These religions are very old and very ancient, and our ancestors found the changing of the seasons magical, and that the changing of the seasons must have been coming from the gods, and the movement of the stars, and things of that nature. No pun intended. Um, So there is usually some level of nature worship, and really it's based in honoring the gods so that nature will flow in its usual cycles, okay? The usual wheel of the year, as it's commonly coined. Now, moving on to the definition of Wicca. Wicca is a form of modern paganism, especially a tradition founded in England in the mid-20th century and claiming its origins in pre-Christian religions. Now, Wicca is a very specific form of paganism. So all Wiccans are pagan, but not all pagans are Wiccans because there are many, many types of paganism. Like Wicca does fall in there, but we also have Druids, you have heathens, you have Hellenistic, you have multiple, multiple options. And then you have eclectic. I'm not going to get into the definitions of forms of paganism because my goal with this is to bring on people who follow those paths that can explain them in a way that someone who works with it every day can explain instead of me going out and doing research and bringing it back to you. I want you guys to hear it from people who live that life. And even though everyone lives their life differently, even if they walk the same religious path, I think it'll still give you a better grip on what it's like. So back to Wicca, it is a very specific form of paganism. And they have what's called the Wiccan Read. And that is essentially kind of a guideline on, on how to live your life. So this is the condensed version. You can find the longer version out there, but I'm going to give you the condensed version for time's sake. 
So, the Wiccan read. Bide the Wiccan law ye must, in perfect love, in perfect trust. Eight words the Wiccan read fulfill, and harm ye none, do as ye will. And ever mind the rule of three, what ye send out comes back to thee. Follow this with mind and heart, and merry meet, and merry part. In short, don't be a dick. And if you put out good in the world, you'll get good back. And if you put out bad into the world, you'll get bad back. Three times whatever you put out. So it is a good rule of thumb to just be good, do good things, be nice, because then you'll get all of that back to you with a little bit of extra. After looking into paganism and Wicca on Google, decided let's look up witchcraft. Witchcraft. The practice of magic, especially black magic. The use of spells. In modern context, religious practice involving magic and an affinity with nature, usually within a pagan tradition. Bewitching or fascinating attraction or charm. I think that's cute. But what I don't think is cute is, quote, especially black magic. It's just so negative. I don't really know any witches personally that do black magic. And the term black magic is very controversial. There are some that say that it used in the Renaissance, and some say that it came over with the uh, slave trade. Um, I'm going to leave that up to you to research because I have not done that as of yet. Um, maybe that's an episode that we have. So who knows? Who knows what the future will bring? So witchcraft. Do you have to be pagan to use witchcraft? Mm, no, you don't have to be pagan to work spells. You don't have to be pagan to believe that crystals have energy. Now, do all witches work spells and believe in crystals? Uh, no, but I do. <laughs> so I will say that, that in order to consider yourself a witch, I do believe you have to actually work magic. And that just means using the power of intention to manipulate a situation. So that is the definition of witchcraft. Now moving on ever so slightly to the definition of witch. This is where it gets fun, guys. A woman thought to have magic powers, especially evil ones popularly depicted as wearing a black cloak and pointed hat and flying on a broomstick. Option two, an ugly or unpleasant woman. So let's dissect this a little bit. The first two words, a woman. Now who here, when first looking into witchcraft, paganism, things of that nature, thought that witches were women and warlocks were men? You weren't alone. Most people did. But come to find out, witch is just a blanket term for anyone who is practicing witchcraft or magic. That's it. We can all go home. We've learned our lesson today. Thanks for stopping by. Just kidding. But honestly, that's what I did believe. And I believed that for a very long time. So yeah, that's what most people think, but it's not true. Witch is a gender neutral term. So Guys are witches, girls are witches, everyone in between are witches, okay? So now that we know what the definitions are, let's look at this. 
All Wiccans are pagan, but not all pagans are Wiccan. But are all witches pagan? Nope, they're not. Sorry. A lot of world religions, as Google like to refer to them, have subsects that are shrouded in magic, we'll say. I know uh, one off the top of my head is Kabbalah in the Jewish faith. Kabbalah is Jewish mysticism. So they actually have their own section for their witches. Now, Catholics, if you've ever been to Catholic mass, which I have, you'll notice there is a lot of ceremony in what they do. They cleanse the space with smoke. They chant. They wear ceremonial robes. They light candles and pray on them to God or saints. And if you look at that and you take the crosses off, it looks very much like a pagan ritual. In typical pagan rituals, if you are in a gathering, or even if you're not, um, a lot of solitary practitioners do the same things. You will cleanse your space in whichever fashion works best for you. Typically, incense, smoke, oils, things of that nature. Some people use sound. And then you will call in your deities if you work with deities. Not all pagans work with deities. And then you'll work your magic. Okay, so you'll, we're going to just say that this is someone working candle magic. All right. So you would call in your deity. Should you work with deities, you would work your spell on the candle or as some say, pray on your candle or meditate on your candle and the intention that you're looking to push into that candle. You would dress your candle, which is where you put the herbs and such on the outside of your candle in your carvings. And then you would light it and you would pray on it or meditate on it or focus on it. Some people will scry at this point with the flame. Some people just do their meditation with it and call it a day. So once you're done with that, you would thank your deities for coming. Should you work with deities and be on your merry way. Now, there are a lot of other steps. So people who are writing down notes of what I've said wrong, I know that I'm leaving things out because I don't want to get into the intricacies of rituals at this point and time. Some people cast a circle of protection. Some people don't. So again, this is going to be something that comes up a little bit more when we get into actual paths of paganism. So you don't have to be pagan to be a witch. Am I saying that all Catholics are witches? No. But is there a hint of paganism in there? Absolutely. And we'll get more into the paganism that can be found in the Catholic Church in a history episode. So you don't have to be pagan to be a witch. You don't have to be pagan to work spells. You don't have to be pagan to work magic. You can be whatever you want. If you're called to sit and focus on a candle or to repeat the same words over and over in a calm meditative state, if you are called to envision your future, you're working magic. All of these um, vision boards that you see, the power of manifestation, okay? All of this power of manifestation stuff that we see all over the internet right now. There's people charging hundreds of dollars, hundreds of dollars for classes on how to manifest. You guys, that's magic. That is magic. 
Are those people witches? They probably wouldn't say they are, but guess what? They're working magic. So don't feel like you have to be in a coven to be considered a witch, to be considered someone who is working magic. If you are driving up to the supermarket and you think in your head, I'm going to have the best parking spot humanly possible, and you envision that parking spot in your head and the place is freaking packed and you start pulling up and someone backs out of the parking spot you wanted, that's magic. It's that simple. It's visualization. It's owning your own future. And honestly, I have found personally in my life that working with magic has made me more of an active participant in what happens in my life. Now, previously, it was always, why is this happening to me? I don't deserve this. Where now it's crap, this is happening. What do I do about it? What can I do about this situation? Can I envision a better future for myself? Can I envision the situation going differently? Are there any crystals, herbs, or candles that can help me? Um, which sounds ridiculous. To, to someone who is not in a magical faith, that sounds absolutely absurd. But let me tell you, I have seen it work. I've seen it work. I have worked with people who have seen it work. We'll get into a specifics another time. Just trust me. Visualization, working with herbs, working with crystals, working with candles, working with the power of manifestation. It's amazing what you can do for yourself, for yourself, okay? The power is in your hands. It's your life. Why let someone else run it? Sorry, went off on a little diatribe there. But I do want to say that there is a lot of information out there that can be found. There's tons of books. There's tons of information on the internet. Just make sure that you are fact checking. If you read something in one book and it feels off to you, do research on what feels off to you. There's information everywhere. And I do want to say that in the last episode, I made a couple statements that I would like to clarify. One of those being that you cannot be an expert on anything magical. And that's not true. If what you are looking at is something with a finite set of rules, you can absolutely be an expert. So something like tarot by the book, as I call it, which is where you know the meanings inside and out of every card. And if I were to say, what's the three of swords? Well, everybody knows that one. If I were to say, what's the seven of cups? You could like that. Tell me what it is. Okay. That would be someone I would consider an expert in tarot by the book. Now, you can be an expert on things that are magical if they have a finite set of rules. So astrology, numerology, and tarot by the book are three that come off the top of my head. I guarantee that there are others. Um, crystals, herbs. Now, someone saying that they're an expert and wanting to charge you boatloads of money that's where you still need to be weary. This this kind of goes hand in hand with statement two that I made that I would like to clarify. And that was that you're not going to find an expert on social media. And that's not really what I meant. This again goes hand in hand with the statement that I'm making now that someone who claims that they're an expert, do your research before you trust something that you see on the internet. Someone on social media saying that they're an expert does not mean that they are an expert. So look at their reviews. Fact check them. 
If someone says that the three of swords means you're going to have a great relationship and your gut tells you that's not true, look up on multiple places what the three of swords means. Spoiler alert, it does not mean you're going to have a great relationship. So really what I was saying is be weary of people on the internet. That doesn't mean you can't trust anybody. There are plenty of well-educated, well-experienced highly professional individuals on the internet, on social media that you can find. Um, For me, one of my favorite astrologers is Dr. Michael Lennox on Instagram. He's on Instagram, Facebook, all the social media. He's so fantastic. He knows his stuff and he delivers it in a way that's easy to digest. It's easy for someone who knows nothing about astrology to watch his videos and be like, oh, bomb. Thanks, doc. Um, Jason McKean, the tarot wizard. If you haven't heard of him, look him up. He doesn't really post much educational stuff online. You want to know why? Because he's teaching the classes in person. He knows his stuff. He is very well educated, very well spoken, and has years and years and years of working tarot under his belt. Teresa Reed, the tarot lady, does both. She does astrology and tarot. She's got some books out. She has the tarot coloring book, tarot and coloring, two of my favorite things. I don't know about you. Um, goodness, there's there's so many people that I could list off right now. Um, Adela Levine is a medium and she's fantastic. She teaches classes online as well. Um, Mystic Dylan, he is a wealth of knowledge. He he loves study. If you listen to their podcast, shout out to The Witch and the Medium because they're fantastic. But he loves studying. He loves history. So when it comes to the history of how things are the way that they are, or why things are the way that they are, if he's saying something, you can trust it. I would still, if I really, really want to know, double check what he's saying, fact check it. But everything that I've fact checked of his has come up accurate. There's lots of people online. Candice Ribello. She is a medium and a channeler. And she also teaches classes about connecting with your guides and using that information to move forward with your life. Um, a Witch's Primer by Ariel Gatoga. It is a podcast on non-denominational witchcraft and how to create your magic and the steps that you should take, um, in his opinion, and it's literally step by step. And it's it's the most cohesive guide that I have found that has resonated with me. It's not going to resonate with everyone and that's fine, but it resonated very well with me. Um, he has kind of gone MIA. So the podcast is not available online anymore. But if you Google it, there is someone on Reddit who has downloaded all of the episodes and has made them available for you to download as well. So I would highly suggest that if you are looking into non-denominational witchcraft. The other one that I really liked is called Psychic Teachers. And it's two ladies who are both psychics, both tarot readers and both teachers. So hence the name Psychic Teachers. And it's a very good podcast. And they have different uh, topics every week. And it's very informative. There's tons and tons of people 
online that can give you accurate information. The thing is, none of them will say that they are a quote expert. And I think that's really the thing is just be aware of the way that people present themselves. Do these people all present themselves as knowledgeable individuals? Yes, but none of them are super cocky. And maybe that's why I like them. But it's very important just to fact check any information that you find online, because it's so easy to fake it. It is so easy. That's what makes me scared for new pagans coming into this religion. When I was younger, all the information was in books. There was a handful of websites, but that was it. And most of those websites honestly were ran by authors of books. So it was information you could trust. And getting published was not the same as now. Okay, there wasn't self-publishing where you can write a book with all sorts of errors in it and all sorts of lies and go out to Amazon and print it and boom, you're an author. Okay, back when I started this path, things were different. And the age of information has made things easier and harder because now you're saturated with information, but you have to determine what's right and what's wrong. So I guess the moral of the story is do your research, do your research. So don't just go on the internet, find a couple of memes and start burning candles. Okay. Just because you like wearing black and you are into crystals does not make you a witch. It takes work. It takes work. So just be careful when you're out there. If you're really looking into paganism as a path spiritually, religiously for yourself, fact check anything that you find on the internet. And at these at this point, fact check anything you find in a book. Because there's no real wrong way to do magic, I don't feel. But there are definitely lots of information that can be misleading. Anything you find online, fact check. Anything you find in a book, fact check. Anything you hear on a podcast, fact check. Okay. I am a firm believer in knowing what I'm doing before I move forward. There's a lot of times that I'll I'll find something. I'll be like, oh, that's cool. Check a couple more websites, see if they all kind of line up check in with my gut, check in with my guides and move forward. Okay. You don't have to write a thesis, just fact check. Okay. And definitely trust your gut, trust your intuition. Your intuition is there to help you. It is there to guide you. It is there to keep you safe. I know that this was not a very streamlined episode today, but I wanted to make sure that you guys had the definitions of some of the most common terminology that you're going to find on this podcast so that you know what we're talking about. And I feel like these are definitions that are going to come up often. So remember that you can find us on Instagram at out of the broom closet with periods between each word or out of the broom closet podcast at gmail.com. You can find all things tarot and crystals at wise wolf tarot with periods between each word on Instagram and Facebook search for wise wolf tarot. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. Be the light, my friends, and know that you are never alone.